0: What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Before we get to Dave McBinneman, our celebrity arbiter, uh, about this taco scandal... Uh, Let's go to Laura first. Laura, what do you got?
1: (laughs) All right, I'm definitely looking forward to that because I really need to know that. Anyways, one of my favorite hip-hop groups is Reuniting. The Global Citizen announced today that the Fugees are going to reunite to celebrate their 25th anniversary of their second and final album, The Score, which came out in 1996. And they kick off the tour September 22nd, so like literally around the corner in New York. They did not disclose the location. And then the next show won't be available until November 2nd in Chicago. And then I'm going to try to get tickets to the LA one, which is November 12th at the Forum. And we talked about how amazing that place is to be in a concert. And they're going to be pretty much all around um, the U.S., Atlanta, Washington, Newark, London, Paris, Miami, and Nigeria so I can't wow. wait for this. This is dope.
0: That does sound fun. Now, mm-hmm.
1: I, I will... When is it? You said the forum? When was it? November 12th. Huh.
0: All right. November 12th. I will... Um, I have something on that thing. Hmm. You, you do? <laughs> really?
1: I don't know why. I might, but I, I might cancel why. it. Just for I that.
2: think it's like Veterans Day. I don't know why that popped into my head, and I have no idea if that's actually right or not.
0: It's but a Friday. There's right. a possibility I could have an NBA game that day. So, I mean, that would kind of... I would pref- I would like to be at that concert, Um. But if there's a
2: reunion
0: that you'd like to see, uh, the Fugees aside in this particular situation, Cap, which is a a, a group you'd like to see reunite for a oh concert? Oh, my
2: goodness, man. You know, you're asking, and I'm, I'm getting ready to see Pearl Jam next weekend, so they don't oh, have to go. reunite, you know? And I've seen Dead and Company, and I'm going to see them up at the Hollywood Bowl in late October, so they don't need to reunite because they've, they've just added pieces. That's a good question. What group do I want to see reunite? But I like this Fugees idea. Um, I liked it when Van Halen got back together, and then David Lee Roth forgot all the lyrics on stage, and I got over that real quick. So,
0: All right, Linz, is there a, a group you'd like to see reunite?
3: Can they be dead? Yeah, sure. Why not? What the hell? Pink Floyd. It's oh, impossible. Love to see okay. them in concert. I mean, it'd be hard
0: for them to reunite, but, I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't, just, you know, you said I rules. asked if they could be dead. No, no, no. It's know. our rules. We can do whatever the hell we want. But, yeah, there you go. All right, great. That is What You Need to Know, brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, We have. I would say I don't know if I, it would escalate to the uh to a scandal um but we 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 had a moment here and we are bringing on our friend Dave McMiniman, who does a phenomenal job covering the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA uh for us here at ESPN because you know he is one person who I know who has lived both in Cleveland and in LA for several for many years. Um so we bring Dave McMiniman on Dave how are you? I'm well what's
4: going on yes. I'm with
0: All you. All right. Dave. So so here's the deal. So we were talking about a story that Laura brought up about uh, you know some dude getting like uh, tattooed to some taco shop uh, for lifetime you know food at this particular restaurant. So we started so we started talking about like what would you do to get free lifetime food? Blah blah blah. Is there a spot? Yada yada. So Lindsay brought up a spot that has street tacos in Cleveland. Uh, I don't want to uh, you know mess with the witness here. So Lindsay, I'll Wait, let you take yeah. it from there.
3: Don't, don't name it. What am I talking about? You probably know what I'm talking about, right?
4: Wow. Uh, Lindsay, I don't... I mean, Ohio City Burrito, we're not talking about that?
3: Ooh.
4: Nope, not Ooh. Ohio City Burrito. I mean, popular taco place? place? By, wait, by, they, by uh, East Fort? They've
3: in Tremont. By East Fort? Yes. Yes.
4: Yes. Uh, I've been there many times, but the, the name's escaping me. Barrio. Give me a clue. yeah, Barrio. Barrio. yeah Barrio's good. Barrio's not oh. like, I wouldn't mutilate my body to eat it the rest of my life.
3: <laughs> I wouldn't either, but I just said that's my favorite, that's probably like my favorite place to go Okay, to.
0: now, the
4: reason we recoiled. was like what- a mediocre taco, though. Like the- oh,
0: there we go. Mediocre. Yeah, there we are. Here we are. Because here's the deal,
4: Dave. places in my neighborhood in L.A. that's better than Barrio.
0: Okay, thank you. That was yep. our point. Yep. So when, when Lindsay brought it up, Kaplan, Laura, and I were like, whoa, 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 time out. Like, let's take a 20 here. You know, two hands on the shoulders. Um, you know, like, you know, there's got to be a bunch of places here that would be better than that. Now, not to say, Lindsay that you, you can't like the place in Ohio, but that was the conversation we were having. So, you know, Lindsay said in the text, I believe, not to embarrass her, but I believe you have failed at that particular task. Yep, thanks
4: well, a lot, I have Dave. another way to embarrass her, too. Uh, well, I, I told you i we were going to do this. So, uh, George, we <laughs> really can't take her opinion on anything serious because this is a woman who has not seen The Godfather. Like, mm-hmm. I, anyone who's been through this much life, I'm not calling you old, Lindsay, but you are not like an infant. Yeah, you are. Anyone who's made it beyond uh, getting your permit, to drive, and has not seen The Godfather, <laughs> like, you haven't gone through life. You're, you're still fully forming your cranium. And so start, get a little more seasoned, get a little more worldly, then we'll take your food opinion serious uh, along with your uh, entertainment serious.
3: Damn! So I have, Savage I have, to see the, whew, I have to see The Godfather for my opinion to be taken seriously, is what you're calling <laughs> me.
4: <laughs> How can I trust anything you say as someone who Go through life. (laughs) Like what do you watch yesterday on TV?
3: Um, I watched Nine Perfect Strangers, which is a Hulu show. Really good.
4: Yeah, okay. So (laughs) there's better use of time, better use of judgment (laughs) that we could get off going here, Lindsay.
2: Wow. I was watching
4: everything. It's off season McMenamin. Let's go.
0: I love it. I love it. I haven't talked to you in so long, and I feel like I missed this. Um, but the uh, God, I mean, Linz. I mean, he just savaged you there. I mean, it's it's it. It didn't go well for you here.
3: But I mean, at the end of the day, you asked me if there's a food place. Sure, that I would do all And I said my favorite food place is probably Barrio in right. Cleveland in Northeast yeah. Ohio because it is. Yeah. And like I've tried a like a decent amount of taco places in L.A., and I have not found one that I enjoy as much as I enjoy Barrio. That's all.
0: Okay. How about this? We take you – we do a – you know, we 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 do like a little show expedition. Right, yes. We do a little show expedition. little – you know. We used to do this thing on the show called Foodie Fridays. Maybe we can bring that back, and we can kind of do a little taste of the town. Dave – we can invite Dave, too. Dave can be part of the show. And that way Dave can make fun of you for picking that place in Cleveland while he's there with us, too. So – I well, actually have they, a buddy
4: who does a taco tour in L.A. out of his van. Ooh, he
2: just drive around do it. With that taco truck. There you go. Perfect. Let's this all works it. out. Everybody wins. Look go at go. that. Look but at but that. Lindsay, but but wait a together. second. Lindsay, it's super important that you must, in the next call it week or so, sit down and watch The Godfather because if Dave here is not going to take any of your opinions, <laughs> not
3: one, if he's not going to take any of your opinions. Lindsay, what Cap, he's been telling me that for, uh, like, a year now.
4: I told you, like, a stipulation for me you come on any show that you requested me to come on was you had to see The Godfather. So I'm already <laughs> breaking that pact yeah. to yes. do this call. But now, I, it, it, for my own integrity's sake, I need you to watch it in order for me to continue to come on. Yeah.
2: I, I mean, basically,
0: I'll watch it on
3: the plane ride home.
0: Basically, I mortgaged my relationship with McMiniman here for, you, for him to come on in this particular instance, Lindsay, is what he's telling you.
3: <laughs> well, I'll hey, watch it on my plane ride home. I promise. All right, hey
2: okay. Dave, um, what did you know about what we wanted to talk about before you came on? What What were you told before you came on? Because it seemed like you were coming in unknowing what the conversation was.
4: Uh, Lindsey said it would be something Cleveland related and not to let her down.
2: <laughs> that's all you knew. Yes.
4: Yeah. And then I
0: texted so, him. So I texted him as well. Left. I said, "I said, hey, did Lindsey text you?" And I said, "We need a celebrity arbiter." That's all I said to him. Yes. That's
2: all By the way, you? I love this idea yeah, I, I, of celebrity I, arbiters for other stories as well. We should do this more often. Oh, no question.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is what it's, it should be. Um, so, well, Dave, while we have you off season, McMiniman, um, you know, can we talk to you about some of the potential season stuff? Since it's literally just like you know, oh, I don't know. Yeah, days, like a week away.
2: What do we got? It's less yeah. than a month.
0: All right, Russell Westbrook. I mean, look, I I'm okay with the fit. You know, I I don't know if you and I have talked about this. I don't think so. But like. Look, LeBron played with Dwayne Wade, who, you know, not exactly Russell Westbrook, but similar enough where I feel like this will work. But how do you feel about all of this? Because that's clearly the thing everyone's talking about.
4: Well, it's such a boomer bust proposition here. They they need to win, win big. The only way this thing works is, is if they're holding up the trophy. I was at El Segundo last night. They had. A presentation for the New Jersey sponsor, and the uh, you know the, the, they presented the New Jersey to go the, the folks from the Korean cuisine company that that's sponsoring it, and it has number eighteen on it because that's the eighteenth championship that they're trying to obtain as a franchise. And all of these guys together, I've had wonderful careers. Uh, can you have this much sacrifice from this many people? In this short a time to make it happen, I don't know, it would be unprecedented, but you know, it's going to make it interesting. I think they are better than they were last year, so that's, that's one positive thing to take from it. I also think there's going to be many ups and downs uh, before we get to April, and, and it's really lock-in time.
2: Dave, you just said the most important word, I think, in all of this, and that is the word is Sacrifice. Because when Russell Westbrook was first, when the announcements were happening, I remember my immediate reaction was, can he be a guy who doesn't have to be the center of his team? Who doesn't have to be the number one on his team? Can he, to use your word, sacrifice to be the three on this team? I think the best thing that the Lakers did was get a Carmelo Anthony, uh, get back a Dwight Howard, two guys that I think have proven they know how to sacrifice as a teammate. What do you say to all that?
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Russell Westbrook, I think, has led the league in assists three seasons. Um, so he's someone who knows how to set up his teammates. But there are assists that are different than other assists. There are assists that are 18 dribbles, and you're down to three on the shot clock, and you have a bailout pass, and you need that guy to make the shot to make you look good. Uh, we The Lakers want to avoid that. Frank Vogel says he wants them to be a fast-breaking team, ideally, They get steals and deflections uh, and long defensive rebounds and turn that into transition opportunities. And LeBron and Russell Westbrook remain uh, lethal in the open court with those opportunities. But a lot of the ways you create those scenarios is to have excellent wing defenders. And they sent out their two best ones this offseason, Alex Caruso and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. And they've replaced them with guys who on paper are long in the tooth. Uh, So I'm not so sure that the theory will work, but they have all the motivation in the world to prove people like me wrong. And I'm not like even like – I'm not like down on the Lakers. I think they are a contender. I think they are on the short list of teams that could win it all. I just – I think there's a juggernaut in Brooklyn, and I don't know if the team that they put together – should they reach the finals and play the Brooklyn Nets, has what it takes to beat that team.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating experiment to see, and, and a lot I think will be on Anthony Davis's shoulders if that matchup actually uh, decides to come to existence. So, uh, Dave, we were, going to t- we're going to take you up, and uh, your buddy uh, on his taco tour taco stuff, tour. we're going to make that happen, okay?
4: Smart. All right, Lindsay, I want a, a full film critique sometime in the coming weeks.
0: All right, there you go. Okay. I'll All right. Do it. Sounds good. All right, <laughs> off season McMinniman. See ya. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I'm with you, Dave. There he is. Take care. Dave McMinniman with us here. So we, we snuck in a little Lakers there for you. It's a too.
2: great idea, oh, yeah. George. Celebrity arbiters. Anytime we have an argument, a debate about something that we need somebody else's outside opinion on, mm-hmm. a celebrity arbiter, somebody to adjudicate, very, very good idea. I'm in.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's the way we handle this. All right, coming up next, do we have a preview of the NFC title game this weekend and why Tom Brady is arguably the luckiest person on earth? We'll get to that in just a moment. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So it's interesting that this song played just now because I saw a tweet from rap.com this week that was trending. It was yesterday, I want to say. And... It was about Drake, and you know, Drake had the, um, he broke the record, I guess, for streaming or whatever it is, and the <laughs> rap dot, rap.tv.com, dot, rap pardon me, uh, tweeted out, is Drake in 2021 bigger than Michael Jackson at his peak? And I mean, the responses are just insane. Like, it's... I, Basically, it got ratioed in like as bad a way as I've seen in a while, where it's like 14,000 quote tweets and like thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of responses. And here's the answer to that. And I like Drake. Okay. I, I, you know, I am not like anti-Drake. I think Drake is good. Uh, I like his music. You're pro-Drake. I am. I am pro-Drake. And I love him. I love his, I love his sports fandom, albeit sometimes a little flimsy beyond the Toronto Raptors. Um, I love that he's a sports fan, okay? Um, and he's actually great at those Raptor games when I've been there. Like, he's always eat really accessible and, and fun to talk to. But there will never be anything bigger in music, in my opinion, than Michael Jackson because it's just a different time, okay? Like, Michael Jackson, okay? Let me just explain this to you, okay? Was, did a a, a concert at the Super Bowl where he flew from under the stage, jumped up as sparks are flying everywhere, and stood there for several minutes before he uttered a syllable and was being applauded to a standing ovation. Like, I have never seen anything like it, and will never see anything like it ever again. Um, and, and he, he put pop music on the map. Um... Pop standing for popular music. So yeah, as good as Drake is, and as many records he's broken streaming, and I guess I know that streaming is important right now. I get it, but you just you don't have an understanding of history if you if you don't know what Michael Jackson was. Not only at that stage, but just the entirety of his career. You know, this isn't Drake growing up on some Disney TV show and then popping up and becoming a star. Michael Jackson was literally churning out hits when he was a toddler basically like that we we it's a different level of watching him grow up and you know albeit not always uh easy you know to watch things happen with him for a number of reasons but i'm specifically talking and compartmentalizing the music aspect of this so Get out of here as I sound like the old man telling people to get off their it's nice. lawn. It's
2: nice to um, hear you sound old.
0: Get out of here, raptv.com, yeah. with your nonsense about Drake and comparing him to Michael Jackson. As
2: oh, you sound like such an old man, which is good for me because now I can yeah. sound really young. Oh, Drake is a much bigger yeah. star right now than Michael Jackson ever was. Oh, but you I'm don't so believe young. it. You don't no, believe but it. I'm just being young. I'm being millennial. I'm being cool. Yeah. And by the way, it's uh, Nickelodeon.
0: Sorry, not oh. Disney. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, look, here's the thing. Um, I guess today there are so many ways to quantify the data. So we didn't have this back when Michael Jackson was at his height. I remember being like a little kid and being in a department store and I can see the off-the-wall LP, the album, uh, in plastic. And Michael's standing there with the big fro and the, and the, uh, the tuxedo and thinking, that's the coolest album cover ever. Um, and, but, but back then it was just purely about album sales or, you know, number of air plays on radio. Whereas now there is, and he still has the record thriller. Thriller is still the record. 48.9 million copies. And and so now there's all these data points about streaming audio that makes somebody put out a question like that, which creates a ton of conversation and engagement. So I, I guess mission accomplished. Um, but, but for guys like us, and I say guys like us, meaning guys who grew up in the 80s and the 90s, I mean, there was nothing bigger than Michael Jackson. Nothing.
0: No. Um, now, ladies, do you, do you have anything to add here? Do you, do you feel like Drake is getting the short end of the stick here? Uh, am I being too heavy-handed on, uh, less about Drake, but more on RapTV.com here?
1: They're idiots. <laughs> I mean. Okay. Well, okay, here's my thing. You didn't have streaming back then. Correct. So you can't really say because you're you're talking about millennials who probably probably most likely were not alive when MJ was doing his thing. So for me it's like I play this music for my nieces and nephews so they know what good music is. Look, I like Drake I do not necessarily like this last album he dropped or whatever, but that's my opinion. But for me, it's like you can't equate the two because this streaming service wasn't around back then. So would have Drake done the same amount of numbers back then? Probably not. But we don't know that. And if we did have it back then, I feel like the numbers would have been crazy for Michael Jackson. So to me, it's just like comparing apples and oranges. Like you can't do it.
0: Agreed. It's fair. Lynn's,
3: I mean, I I just think the lady, I don't know. I I feel like the way that they do things now, it's just so different. And like everything changes, the rules are always different. So who knows? I mean, they, they did it all based on album sales. Right. And I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just feel like Drake's great. I love Drake, but I think it's hard to see a star being as big as Michael Jackson. I mean, that's, I think some of those K-pop groups groups are with the exception of the United States. So that, that's right.
0: not MJ. Though so that All BTS I group, this. I mean, they are everywhere.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I
2: know is that they're when Drake They're like
3: the Beatles times 10.
2: They are?
0: Yeah. Oh man, they're huge oh, yeah. BTS. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's huge. crazy. Women like faint when Dude, they see them and stuff. I, I'll never forget I
0: there was a concert um, when they when they first like got on the scene outside it was it wasn't even at Staples. It was the Microsoft, okay? This is when they were first and it was like the insanity that was going on and then obviously the next year it was at staples and it was insane down there in the plaza at la live like insane
2: Hmm. well all i can tell you guys is this when drake drops an album now everybody gets it on their handheld device back in the day when michael jackson dropped an album we would go stand in line at the tower records you know on sunset because you were yeah. like, I got to go into the record store today to get and this new it, Michael right? Jackson album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's a cassette, old school yeah. right there. I mean, there there is yeah. no Tower Records on Sunset. There are no record stores anymore. I used to go to the mall yeah. and walk into the record store, and I flipped through all the records. What do I want today? What do I want to get? What do I want to take home? Put right. on my record player.
1: You could preview them. Right. <laughs> Remember, yeah. like, the little yeah. booths where yeah. you could go preview yeah. them? That was awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so listen, real quick on the – preview of this week's nfc title game basically uh week three i know but i think rams bucks i think they're the two best teams in in the sport right now today now it doesn't mean the chiefs won't be in that conversation but right now the chiefs defense doesn't look so hot uh I, Kaplan, are you with me that this could that this is likely or perhaps a a potential nfc title matchup right here
2: yeah, I mean, I think it's it's what everybody, and I say everybody, let me rephrase it. It's what many people thought at the beginning of the season, we're only two weeks in, this will be week three, that that this could be a an NFC championship game type of matchup. And we're getting it in week three. Um, Tampa Bay, and we've talked about this, returned all 22 starters and the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, a guy who shows up in a locker room and says, follow me. And everybody says, okay, whatever you say, I'll do it. Tell me what to eat. I'll eat it. Tell me what to do during the week. I'll do it. Um, So you've got the, the Rams now hosting Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in a week three NFC championship game caliber preview. And what a great opportunity it is, George, for Matthew Stafford to stick it to guys like myself, guys who have a doubters attitude, like you've played so well for so long statistically in a bad team. But now you're on a good team, so prove it. Like you got to go to the Super Bowl because they've been to the Super Bowl and they lost the Super Bowl, but they upgraded the quarterback position. So therefore, what's next? Win it. So what an opportunity for Matthew Stafford to stick it to all of us who are doubters against Tom Brady. at So oh, far no, 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 us
0: is too many people. That would be you.
2: Well, there's there's more than just me. I'm there. There's doubters okay. out there besides just me. Okay. In this crew, okay. it's just me. I'm by myself. Well, I'm in on this show. Yeah, 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 I'm a, yeah. I'm a man on an island by myself right now, George. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's fine. All right, uh, uh, your boyfriend, Tom Brady, I'll get to him at 545 because I didn't get a chance to finish that conversation, but we got Radio Tinder coming up next, the most popular segment on this station. Lindsay's brought it with her. We're going to do that next.
2: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
3: All right, Linz, let it rip. All right, guys. So a proud mom, as she's described, uh, desperate for a second child, gave birth to an e-baby this week. Uh, The 33-year-old woman was dismayed when she discovered how much private fertility clinics cost. And for a moment, she thought that she was going to have to abandon her plans of having a second child. But then she discovered the Just a Baby app, which she used to order some sperm. Then she turned to eBay to order an insemination kit before learning how to use it with YouTube tutorials. Uh, the woman conceived on the first try and later gave birth to baby Eden and described her as a miracle and a real internet baby. The way the woman conceived this baby, creepy to you. Swipe left or swipe right.
0: Um i'm gonna swipe right and i know you know it's not the traditional way but who am i to tell a woman how to do again i said this earlier you do what you want with your body right when i when i said the stuff about the tattoos this applies here she wants a baby she has to take an unconventional route so be it do your thing as long as she's a good mom that's all that matters to me so swiping right
2: i'm gonna swipe left and I'm going to say that my first reaction to this is, yeah, it is a little creepy. You know, like there are lots of ways to make babies. There's the traditional way, and then there's the, the, you know, there's the laboratory way. And by the way, that's cool. I mean, that's fine. I mean, listen, lots of people want to have kids, and, you know, for whatever reason, they can't. And they go to a fertility doctor, and they, they find a way to make it. So that's, that's cool. But the notion of finding somebody's sperm on the Internet, having it delivered to you, and then you yourself actually having to inseminate and then the baby actually being born i mean i, I don't know just on first thought here it is just it's a little creepy to me a little bad. i mean when you go to those fertility clinics
0: and i i know this because i i i know i have a friend who's actually done this you basically go in there and it's like a catalog you know what i'm saying so how is this any different
2: well i know it's it's true george i have a friend of mine and they had a baby and they they used a fertility doctor and the baby actually was born deaf and the next time they had a baby they there were all kinds of uh you know laboratory things that were being done to ensure that this baby would not be um so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of things that get done today in fertility i'm no expert as you can probably tell by the way i'm talking but the notion of somebody ordering (laughs) sperm on the internet and then receiving it at their home and then putting it into a turkey baster and then somehow doing this to yourself i don't know man just on first thought it kind of just seems like a little creepy I right,
0: how about laura let's let's get a lady's perspective here instead of two dudes
1: um i'm for it so i mean right right because for right. me like like sedano said i'm no one to tell a woman what to do with her body and how she wants to conceive and those fertility clinics are insane or a surrogate isn't like, it's Very so expensive. crazy. It's so expensive. So, I mean, she found a cheaper way. My only reservation is how much background information do you have on the donor? That's right. my only thing. That's the only kind of reservation right. that I have. But other than that, like, yeah. do you, boo?
0: Because we're talking yeah. about DNA and things of that mm-hmm. nature,
1: of course. I would yeah.
2: be a donor all day long to this. <laughs> um, the thing is, I've already had a vasectomy because after my fourth kid, I was like, that's it. I'm done. So I can donate. But, of course, I'm shooting blank. So I do, I do nobody any good at this point. All right,
0: then. Uh, next. TMI. TMI. <laughs> yeah, TMI.
3: <laughs> um, all right. Next one here. So a Boba Fett special is set to hit Disney Plus on November 12th in honor of Disney Plus Day which I didn't know that that was like a thing, but I guess I guess it is, and I'm excited about it. The special is going to focus on the origins and legacy of the legendary bounty hunter from the Star Wars universe. So since I'm still new to the show, and I don't know how what all of your feelings are about the Star Wars universe, are you guys looking forward to the new Boba Fett series? Swipe left or swipe right?
0: I, I'm going to swipe right because Kaplan doesn't know anything about Star Wars. So I'm going to oh, Come <laughs> on. No, wait he a second. Admitted. I got
2: something to say here, so go ahead.
0: All right, so I'm gonna swipe right. Um, I I love the current Disney Plus um, Star Wars feature, the Mandalorian? like yeah, the Mandalorian. I I I didn't I didn't know what to call it. Like, what would you classify? Just like a show, right? Or like yeah, it's, it's like, a, like a, a, series? Series. Yeah. a series? A series? Yeah. A series? That's the word I was looking for. So I, I love The Mandalorian. Uh, I have not finished the last season, though, um, just because time has been crazy. But I I, do, I saw the first season so in like good. four days. Couple, yeah, and oh, then the second one the I haven't seen yet. The ending is
3: so good. I, but I would But I, I would
0: totally watch uh, the Boba Fett one, too. Sure.
2: So George is right. I'm going to have to swipe left here. This does nothing for me at all. Um, I haven't watched The Mandalorian. I've been shamed over and over again for not. I'm also a person that really is not into Star Wars at all. My ex-brother-in-law used to be one of these guys that would have like an R2-D2 thing in his house, like a full-blown, like, real R2-D2 in his house. And I'm like, are you, like, grow up. Will you please already? So I'm like the worst person to ask when it comes to Star Wars. Now, is Boba Fett a character in The Mandalorian, or does Boba yes. have his own deal?
3: He is a character in all of the Star Wars movies. He's, it's Correct. like a spinoff. Really, and- is he in
2: Star Wars 1, the original? Yes. Okay. What I, I don't know who he is in Star well, Wars. Well, I mean, he's Star the Wars. Hunter. Yeah, he's the bounty hunter, right? Yeah. He
3: mean, looks like a colorful stormtrooper. That's like the best way to describe him. Right. He's
0: like gray, like a gray, like metal-looking suit. All right, I mean, in the original matter. one. Oh my God! Yes. I don't. I can't remember. The ones remember. that yes, the, yeah, the ones with Luke Skywalker. Yes.
2: Yeah. Chewbacca. Han uh-huh. Solo.
3: Like I know yes. those guys.
2: I don't know Boba Fett. Man. He he
3: yeah. works for uh for Jabba the Hutt.
2: Oh, well, I'm unfamiliar yeah. with his work.
3: <laughs> well, all right. All right. But, well, there you go. So, uh,
2: Dog's a bounty hunter. That's a different guy. I know him.
0: Yeah, oh, that guy. <laughs> Jeez. All right.
3: All right. Go next, so it please. Was only, it was only this year that Lane Kiffin joined Instagram when his son created his account for him. Although the account exists, he has only posted one time, and that post came this past week. He encouraged the students in Oxford to get out to the games and have Van Hot Hemingway bought Hemingway stadium rocking, however you say it at the real lane. Kiffen has 10.5 thousand followers. However, he only follows one person. That person is Arch Manning. He's the only person in the entire world that Lane Kiffin follows on Instagram. Do you guys think that Lane Kiffin would be ever be able to recruit Arch Manning to come and play for him? Swipe left or swipe right.
0: Uh, I would like to add that he now follows two people. Uh, he follows Ooh, someone update. called Breaking news. Matt Corral, number two, um, mm-hmm. which is his current quarterback at,
3: uh, well, at, yeah, uh I'd be, at, I'd, at Ole Miss. I feel yes. a little slighted if that, if I were him.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Who, by the way, is very good. The quarterback at Ole Miss is very good. Um, so what was the question again?
3: Do you think that Lane Kiffin would ever be able to, cause I feel like it's like, is like a recruiting move, right? Do you think he'd be able yes. to ever recruit him to play for him?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's smart. Look, coaches have gotten really smart at using social media. Like, the the younger ones, right? Like Elaine Kiffin, Amario Mario Cristobal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Luke Fickle, yada, yada, right? Like, a lot of these guys who are younger know how to do it, and it helps them. I don't think there's any question about it, you know? Now, granted, winning helps more, but I also think you need to have that in your arsenal, is what I would say.
2: I will, uh, swipe right on this one and say that I think that Lane Kiffin can recruit Arch Manning. Now, Look, you know, Grandpa played at, at at Ole Miss, and Uncle Eli played at Ole Miss, and um, Lane Kiffin has a resume of guys that he's tutored and coached at his, especially in his USC days, that have gone on to to NFL stardom. So, I just don't think it's far fetched to think that Lane Kiffin can get this young kid to come to Ole Miss. I think it's part of the kid's DNA. So, but I, I'm isn't not he? Isn't
3: he like? Isn't he like really, really highly regarded as far as like you know, however many stars he is? Like he's a very highly thought of prospect. Uh, what you know, college would recruit. Uh huh. So you'd think that he would go to a bigger school, right?
2: Well, but I mean, Eli Manning had the same opportunity. He could have gone anywhere, but he decided to go to Ole Miss, just like Dad did.
3: Oh yeah, that's a good point. I, mean, it's, I guess it's part I can of see that keeping it in history. the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're but, right.
2: But but the thing is, is that. You know, a lot of times, kids, especially nowadays, don't want to live in their mother or father's shadow, so they want to go do their own thing, so they want to go make their own moves. It's like Peyton Manning. He could have gone to Ole Miss, but instead he chose to go to Tennessee. Um, Lots of kids do this. You know, I don't want to go where my dad went. His name is already there, and he was a star, and I'm going to have to live up to him. I played college football with Tony Dorsett's son, Anthony Dorsett. And let me tell you something. It was not a great experience for Anthony Dorsett, who wound up having a really nice NFL career, but... His whole college career, everybody's like, how come your dad was a Heisman Trophy winner and he was really awesome and you're not really (laughs) all that good?
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's tough. It's tough. It is tough. It's not easy for sure. All right. Uh, That is Radio Tinder each and every day at 5.30. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you why Tom Brady's one of the luckiest you-know-whats in sports history. Okay? I'll explain that coming up as he's going to face the Rams this weekend. Stick around. 710 ESPN. Uh, Not this one. Don't do it for this one. No, no. This is not one of those songs. Just the way it is? Really? Yeah, that's the way it is. This is not one of those uh-uh songs.
2: You know who uh, the original singer, or at least the one that I associate this song with? Tupac. Not Tupac. No, not Tupac. Tupac, all eyes on me. Tupac, all eyes on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear I this song, like I hear the introduction, and I think of Bruce Hornsby in the range. Anybody else with me on that, or is everybody like, no, you're Absolutely just old. Absolutely not. No, of course, <laughs> that's the original, yeah. No idea who you're talking about.
3: I
1: don't have an idea who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, no.
3: no.
2: Pac for me, 100%. Pac. 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 pack. That's the way we say it in Ohio, Tupac.
0: Aye, 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 Mason. See
2: that, Mason? People in
3: Ohio to... don't talk like that, by they, well, the way. Well, I'm trying to help
1: him no, out. No,
0: that's here. more of a Chicago thing. Yeah. You
1: know. <laughs> I'm trying
2: to help my man Steve Mason out a little bit. You know, he's a 56-year-old white guy. You know, cut him a little bit of a break, you know?
1: No, that's someone who I thought would get that. I really did. I mean, no, sorry, Maze. I love you, but no, I can't not give you. No,
2: not having it for you. Uh
1: uh-uh. All All right.
2: Maybe he'll. Maybe next time he'll he'll talk about like Dr. Dree. You
1: know? Oh wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Subtle wow. shot. Not really. <laughs> <subtle>. wow. <laughs> wow! Wow! Wow!
0: Uh, all right. Let me. Uh... Let me get to you. You're going to get offended by this, Kaplan, because oh, I know no. you're, Tom Brady's your boyfriend and all yep, this stuff. True. So. Um true. So I would venture to say that Tom Brady is arguably one of the luckiest dudes on earth, okay, and in sports at least. And it's not because of anything that happens off the field, okay, because I know that's where people will immediately go. However, on the field, mm-hmm. if you think about his career, Okay. He he wasn't even the guy at Michigan for very long. Like he was usurped by Drew Henson. Okay. Gets drafted in the sixth round. We know the whole shebang, right? He gets in a game because Mo Lewis knocked out uh drew Bledsoe, Bledsoe, right and and we and and kind of went from being a game manager early in his career to eventually being a a good quarterback Mm -hmm. um he got the time and the continuity and what we talked about earlier which was the stability right in the organization to take the reins and yada 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 um but what he also has been lucky with is the competition he has faced on a regular basis and i say that in this regard if you look at the time Tom Brady was in the AFC East, the AFC East at one point, at least when I was young, was a really competitive division. And it was garbaggio, okay? Like garbage in the time that New England was running roughshod there. The Jets, I mean, the Jets have basically always been a disaster outside of two years with Rex Ryan. Um, the Dolphins, who were historically a great team, um, were just god-awful during the Brady era. Like, off the worst years of their franchise. Okay, I'm buying everything you're selling so far. I'm not offended yet. And the Bills, also, who were, like, Super Bowl caliber, like, right before Brady, just got really terrible, too. Mm -hmm. So, he got to play six games a year, every year, against three awful teams. Okay, Now, Uh, later in his career... He leaves to Tampa Bay, and yes, we talk about Tampa Bay and this great roster and Bruce Arians and all that. But now he's in the NFC South, when it's also really bad. Okay, mm-hmm. the Saints not as good as they were. No you more know, praise, right? Right? I mean, Jameis maybe will turn out to be good, maybe not. I mean, we didn't. Jameis didn't look good this week. The Carolina Panthers are two zero, but it's not like I feel like the Carolina Panthers are that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the Falcons are an abomination. Okay. They're terrible. The Patriots ended them. It feels like so. Like Tom has been as lucky a person in regards to like
2: competition as anyone at that position. Okay, so let's let me let me just say this, George. Your point at the beginning is that back in the day, pre Tom Brady with the Patriots, the Patriots were really the bad team of the AFC East because Miami had Dan Marino. And Buffalo had uh, you know, Thurman Thomas and Bruce Smith and Jim Kelly and that whole crew that went to four Super Bowls and Marv Levy, and uh, and the Jets at one point had like Boomer Asayson, uh, Bill Parcells coached the Jets at one for point. for a little so, while while Keyshawn right, was
0: there, yeah, right. Yeah. So
2: so your point about the AFC East being weak throughout Tom Brady's career, th- that's fair. I'll buy that all day. As for the NFC South, he shows up last year. Drew Brees, little did we know at the time, was in the final year of his washed. career with, with New w- Orleans. Washed. Completely washed. Well, you know, you say that, but they were still a playoff team. and Dude, he hadn't fought. thrown a
0: ball down the down the field like 30 yards in like all, three years. All, like, come all on.
2: fair. All fair. But, again, you know, you, you could I, I could start to make the case because, you know, after Tom Brady, Drew Brees is like my second favorite guy. You know, I could start going through all the different injuries that he had and he was suffering through and he was playing through, et cetera, et cetera. But, regardless, Brady shows up. Um, breeze retires after a year carolina gets sam darnold and yeah they're two and zero. but we don't really know much about carolina i doubt very many people are taking them seriously at this point point. and atlanta for a team that was in a super bowl a few years ago which by the way you know they lost to tom brady in that super bowl when they had a monster lead at the end of the first half and brady brought his team back and won so the nfc south is weak as well your point is very well made however what happens if this sunday when Tom Brady and the Buccaneers show up at SoFi Stadium, and if they beat the Rams on the Rams home turf, then what are we going to say? Because, yes, the divisions that he's played in have been weak, but he's had to go through the playoffs, and he's won seven Super Bowls. So, But, but he's well made, won
0: seven Super Bowls because he's also done it off the back of a terrible division.
2: The divisions were bad. So the Patriots were able to win their division practically every year. Yes. They were They were able to gain some form of home field advantage pretty much all the time. Not all the yeah. time. I have to go back yeah. and look and see what years they did and didn't. But but still, George, you still had to win the games in pressure situations to get you to the Super Bowl. And remember, some of these games were, were legendary kinds of games through brutal weather, rain, and snow, and there were comebacks in the Super Bowl. I mean, you can't take anything away from the guy. I mean, your point is well made. These were weak divisions. They gained, you know, playoff positioning because the competition in the division was weak, but Tom Brady may have been Right, lucky. but but here's the thing. He's had eight career
0: road playoff games in his life. Okay. That's the whole point. Well, what's is his, his record that beca- in those eight games? Four and four. Okay. Because the, the, he's, he's made it, off the back of a terrible division most of the time. So, you know, it, it, most quarterbacks, I mean, there's no other quarterback that's only played eight road playoff games that has that any semblance of that kind of longevity.
2: Well, listen, I'm not exactly sure why you're trying to down on my boyfriend here, okay? I love Tom Brady. I think the guy is one of the most amazing people that we've ever really seen in sports. You know, for all the talk about LeBron James turning 37 years old and people saying, well, how much longer can he do this? Tom Brady's 44. I mean, Tom Brady is your age. Tom Brady is 44 years old and still seemingly at the top of his game. Guys got like nine touchdowns to two interceptions in the first two weeks, and they and they win last week, and everybody asks him after the game, hey, you must be feeling so great. You guys are so awesome. You guys just tore apart the Falcons. And he's like, no, not really, actually. we're We got a long way to go. We got a lot of things we can do much better. And I think we're going to hear or we're going to learn a lot more, George, about the Buccaneers 2021. And I think we're going to learn an awful lot early in the season, as it may be, but we're going to learn a lot about the Rams this Sunday. This is a monster game for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. No, Everybody's it is a watching. monster
0: game, but I, I just think that he has been, he has been fortunate and look, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying he's also been really lucky. Um, and that, that was kind of my point. Look, I'm a big believer that Phil Jackson um, has been fortunate in his career as a head coach. I mean, he got to coach Michael and Scotty, and then he handpicked Shaq and Kobe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it, it, you know, it doesn't take away that they're great. It just says to me, like, hey, you know, other guys have had it way tougher than you. You know, yeah, like, but,
2: but you know what? When you look at Phil Jackson, the, what what made Phil Jackson probably the greatest coach that the NBA has ever known is not, look. We all acknowledge that he had great talent. He was able to manage the personalities and the egos. When you look at Tom Brady, he didn't have all the best wide receivers. He had Randy Moss one year. He developed guys who were undersized and thought of as being you know, afterthoughts uh, in the NFL, but so was Tom Brady to be a late-round draft choice that everybody laughed at at the combine and no one ever expected to play. So, yes— Was he in a good situation in New England because the rest of the division was weak? Yeah, but he still had to go through the playoffs and he still had to make it to the Super Bowl and he still had to win those games. We're talking about seven Super Bowl rings, but there's got to be off the top of my head at least three other Super Bowls, I'm thinking, maybe it's two, that he played in and lost. We're talking about a guy who's been in nine or ten Super Bowls in his career.
0: No, I agree, but he gets there because he doesn't have to play on the road like everybody else historically.
2: Well, look. Um, your point is a good one. I'm accepting it. I'm buying it. It's a good point. They were in did I ident I identified your you know
0: your you know
2: your you, you, guy. You, you, you can't did. put a dent in Tom Brady. Bit. Listen, I, here's one of the things. Just just one thing about Tom Brady. In all seriousness, you know, I say to my son all the time. My son's one of these guys who um, is 21 years old, and he's he's always kind of complaining to me about everything else that's going on on his college football team and I always say the same thing to him which is the same thing that Lloyd Carr said back when Tom Brady was at Michigan don't worry about everybody else you do your job the best you can do it and let everything else take care of itself and that was the lesson that Lloyd Carr really taught Tom Brady while he was at Michigan because he would walk into the coach's office and go this guy sucks and we should change the left guard and the wide receiver doesn't run the routes right and Lloyd Carr would say Tom worry about you let us do our job
0: well i hope the rams do america a favor and kick their ass all right coming up next
2: (laughs) wait listen george by the way i'm with you on that that would be amazing because it would make the rams nationally very well respected and people would take them really seriously and you talk about putting a chink in the armor of tom brady that's what a rams win would do all
0: right coming up next the dodgers really at the top of a list of hatred? I don't know how to feel about this. We'll get to that coming up in a second plus what you need to know.